This is Melanie Ake, your host for Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 podcast. Everyday Leaders is an inspirational show to help you develop strategies to overcome everyday obstacles in your life. Today on Everyday Leaders, you'll meet Kelly Nice Owens, owner of Revealed Potential, challenges us to find our source of inspiration and conquer the potential in our life. She believes that obstacles are simply a sign that we're on the right path to success. Kelly shares the one moment that caused her to redefine her life and now how she is living her life as an everyday leader that is changing the world. Start your personal growth journey today where you can learn how to be an everyday leader in your life. Go to everydayleaders.com. Register for personal growth and development classes so you can develop your own strategies to be a leader in your life. If you're ready for one-on-one accountability, I will walk beside you as your personal coach to help you gain clarity and perspective to lead your life and career as an everyday leader. If you're ready to develop your spiritual growth, you can gather with us for the Everyday Leaders Leadership Devotionals. We meet every day at 7.30 a.m. And we apply these leadership lessons and values to our everyday lives. Go to everydayleaders.com and become a leader that can change the world. Welcome to Everyday Leaders 50 and 50, my friend, Kelly Owens. Thank you so much for joining tonight on Everyday Leaders. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. Oh, I am so excited to share your story. Uh, You know, we go way back. uh, You were actually in a course that uh, we were teaching about leadership. And that's how I first met you online, which is funny that we're all doing virtually stuff now. (laughs) (laughs) But I love it because, you know, you don't ever know where your life's going to take you and who's going to be an influencer that you meet that you kind of take on your journey for the rest of your life. And you are one of those people. So thank you very much for kind of showing up and being a part of it. Oh, well, thank you. And, you know, I appreciate being on this journey with you because so much of what you teach um, is so inspiring to me and, you know, and motivational. And I, I just appreciate what you're putting out into the world. I think our world needs it and some great value. So I thank you for doing that. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it's, you know, we're such uh, leadership junkies. I hate to say that term, but (laughs) (laughs) it's not like I go to every single conference. But, you know, when you start living it, and we were talking about this before the show, when you read about it or when you start thinking about it, it starts your belief pattern so that when you start to practice it, it's kind of like, oh, this is really familiar. I've already known how to do this. Now you just step into it and you make yourself accountable to the things that you already believe. And and that's kind of your journey, right? <laughs> and so I would love for our audience to just get to know your story, Kelly, and, um, and what's really made some impacts in your world. 
Okay. Well, um, a quick a quick synopsis. About six years ago, I found that my life basically did a 180 degree spin on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd been married about 23 years and that marriage was coming to an end. Um, my now ex-husband had had somebody new in his life. And so my world was pretty topsy-turvy there for a while. And, you know, and, and I find that um, as I reflect back on the kinds of things that I did six years ago to pick up and rebuild a whole new life. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause at the time I was like, Oh, I, I'm not quite sure what to do or where to go, you know? Cause like I said, I've been married for like for 23 years and you know, and that you, you get used to that version of yourself mm-hmm. after 23 years. And then when that world ends, you're like, who, well, who am I now? Where do I go? I, I gotta, I gotta find me again and I gotta chart a new course here. And so, you know, and looking back on some of the, the things that, that I did six years ago, you know, really, um, it, it definitely was a, a, a journey of growth, um, a journey of, you know, learning a lot about who I am, but I can see where so much of this actually ties in beautifully with a lot of the leadership things that, that we talk about with, with our clients and as we teach seminars and things like that. And especially John Maxwell's 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. Um, yeah, I mean, just, just you know, in reading that book, um, you know, in looking back on, on these, these strategies, it's like, oh, John knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> he's know, right on the money. Well, you <laughs> he know, really I, is. I love, you know, I really developed this whole podcast over those themes. And when you think about it, you know, that has been a book that has influenced my life so powerfully that anything that I think about challenging myself with a decision, I kind of spin it through the 15 themes. You know, Mm -hmm. is this going to meet these laws and how am I going to react to it? And so when you say that, you know, people that have not read that book, and, you know, I think I'm probably one of the biggest promoters of the 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth because it really does change your life when you begin to practice those. Yeah, each of um, the different key points that he has, it's like, and, you know, I can share, you know, on a personal level, um, you know, like he talks about the law of pain. Well, you know, where I was six years ago, um, I was definitely living that. But the thing is with the law of pain, you know, it teaches us that success in life doesn't come from the cards that we're holding. We don't, not, not from holding a good hand, but, but playing that poor hand very well. Yeah. And, you know, six years ago, I'm, I was dealt a pretty poor hand and I was sitting there like, Wow. Um, what do I do now? And, you know, so I, I remember very specifically, you know, during, during that turbulent time, it was like about two in the morning. Of course, I wasn't sleeping anymore at that point. I, I, I was lucky to maybe get a couple hours a night and I was still stuck deep in the unknown, but I got up and I, I remember very specifically sitting there one night that I, I had to make up my mind. Was I going to be better or bitter? Mm-hmm. And and I can't honestly say where that came from, why I had such a mindset, considering the turmoil that I, was, that I was in. But I remember, you know, throughout my life, I've seen people who have had serious challenges and, you know, their worlds have changed and they just didn't navigate that very well. And I saw them grow very bitter and they paid a heavy price for it. And I was absolutely determined that I was not going to pay that heavy price. So that night, two in the morning, 
I made my decision that I, it was going to be better no matter what the outcomes were, because I, at the time I truly did not know where this was heading, um, that I was going to be better. But the great thing about that is that by already making up my mind that I was going to play this hand to the best of my ability, that it helped me make wiser decisions as we went through the divorce. You know, for example, like, um, you know, I, he and I worked together very well as we sorted out financial things, but because we had a, you know, a bigger picture to consider. And that was our daughter. We had to give her a sense of security. And so again, having that better mindset versus bitter, I made wiser decisions that were in both of our best interests, which ultimately was in our daughter's best interest and, you know, created the security that she would need during this time. But, you know, the law of pain also teaches us that teaches that we have to be responsible for ourselves. I mean, nobody was going to be able to do any of this for me. I had to step up and take responsibility for whatever this new path was going to look like, even though I had no idea where it was going. So, you know, the first thing that I really just had to decide was um, get up off the floor and, you know, it was unfair, but as the old saying goes, you know, fear only comes to town once a year. <laughs> and in the year 2020, it didn't show up at all. So, well, you know, as you know you're, well, as you're talking about this, I mean, you know, you can uh, apply this kind of a situation to really anything. So anybody mm-hmm. that's listening to this, whether you have gone through a situation exactly like this or not, but it's when you are faced with an obstacle that mm-hmm. you, that hits you in the side of the head, right? It's unknown it comes at you from from out of the blue, but you have to face it. You have to get through it. You have to make the r- right decisions that are going to create sustainable change that's going to be positive impact. And so if you're not equipped, if you haven't really learned the strategy first before it happens, you've got to really go into high gear to start saying, okay, it not only affects you, like you just said, it affects your daughter. So those things that you're thinking about it's not selfishly, well, I want this or I want that or I want to make sure that I get, you know, revenge, right? Because some people just take that anger of this situation and like I'm going to get back, right? <laughs> and, yeah. you, and you yeah. can. And, 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 and sometimes people do that. It's not the right decision because as you learn down the road, you know, it really does make a difference. The decision that you make today impacts the rest of your life. Exactly. And in choosing a bitter mindset, you're going to stay stuck in pain. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, you will pay the price for that. But if you can choose the better mindset, you can start to think more strategically um, and and apply some of the principles, you know, that that help us to to grow. I mean, like the saying goes, if you have to go through, go through it, you might as well grow through it Mm -hmm. because there's no change in the fact that it's happening. So again, you might as well benefit in some way for your future coming out of it. That's so powerful. Well, I think of, you know, what you must have felt like initially, right? Mm-hmm. Anger, okay. fear, just what, what next, right? And so how did you get through that particular time, that moment? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really did have some some days where it was an intense struggle. I think one of the things that I struggled with a lot and, and maybe people are going through kind of some 
um, challenging life transitions right now, especially here in 2020 with COVID-19. And it's just, I mean, that, that's really created some havoc in people's lives, I'm sure. Um, it, it, one of the mindsets that I had to constantly challenge myself with, because at the time I was 44 years old, and all I kept coming back to was that, in my mind at the time, was I'm so old, I'm outdated, I'm, I'm all washed up and in having that kind of a mindset, you know, I had a hard time seeing myself as being someone different than who I'd been. But, you know, this, this relates actually to the law of the mirror and, you know, <laughs> I love that law. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, and, and I had to really stop and think about, you know, if I saw myself as all those things, the rest of the world would too. And that wasn't going to get me anywhere. So I had to learn to find value in me again. And one of the things that people have a tendency to make, make excuses with is, is, you know, playing the age card or a gender card, or I'm too this, or I'm too that, or you, we have to eliminate the excuses. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it, it is sad. Like when you hear people say, for example, like they don't, it, they don't like where their life is. And you hear them say, well, Oh, I don't want to go back to school. I don't want to spend the next four years doing, you know, college or this or that. But the thing is, time's going to pass anyway. Right. And so at, at the end of four years, are you still going to be right where you are unhappy and wishing you had gotten through school? Or are you just going to go ahead and work on it as you go? Because time's not stopping. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that was one of the things I realized and that I actually had, I had time on my side. Because when you stop and think about what the average lifespans are, you know, I still had a good 44, 45 years or more to go, mm -hmm. you know, so technically I really wasn't even at my midpoint. So I had a lot of years ahead of me. And once that clicked into my head, it's like, oh yeah, this is nonsense. Stop playing, you know, this, this age card that, oh, poor me. I'm too, I'm, I'm old and washed up. I can't do anything different, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I look back now and I, I laugh at myself because it was such nonsense, but but, you know, I had my moments where, you know, I was feeling that way um, and feeling sorry for myself. But you have to stop feeling sorry for yourself and, and challenge all the excuses because time's not standing still. It's going to it's going to continue to pass anyway. So you might as well make the best use of the time mm -hmm. regardless. But Kelly, let me take you back to that moment. So before you found out all this information, mm -hmm. you know, we talk about beliefs. And so, you know, what you believed about your situation or about yourself is what's really helped you get through this part of it, too. Mm -hmm. Because if you believe differently, like that you weren't worthy and that it didn't matter, right, if you took the positive mindset, that could have made a huge difference in your life. And so, you know, why I say this is because if people are saying, oh, well, I haven't experienced that yet, or I don't have that kind of pain and trying to just connect your story. It's like, you don't wait, right? You don't, you can't wait to have this mindset because you never know when something's going to, to come just like COVID. Right. Exactly. And yeah. so when you're not prepared, you've got to really take all that extra time. And as you're, you know, a loss like this and a change, I, I'm sure you went through a grieving process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very much so. But one of the things as I was, again, navigating and like I say it, it was a roller coaster. It wasn't just, you know, they always talk about like the stages of grief, you know, the denial, anger, bargaining, depression, mm -hmm. and finally acceptance. 
you know, with a lot of people who have been through a grieving process, you run back and forth through that many times until you get to that final level of acceptance. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I did to help myself when I was having that, that challenging mindset and, and thinking I was old and washed up and so forth is that, and I would encourage people to do this now is to find your sources of inspiration, Mm -hmm. Um, practice being positive about yourself now because it, 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 you never know when you're going to need to tap into that inner strength one day. And, you know, one of the things that I was looking at, I, I actually literally sought out examples of inspirational people who were middle-aged or older who achieved great things at, in the later years of their life, mm-hmm. that they hadn't done it in their 20s or 30s. They were, they were 50 and plus. You know, there's one lady in particular, I just absolutely love her. Her name's Ernestine Shepard. She started bodybuilding at the age of 50. Hmm. She is, well, she's, she's over 80 now, but, but she was, um, they logged in that she could bench press 115 pounds at age 81. Wow. Yeah. People should Google Ernestine Shepard. She looks absolutely amazing. I mean, she, her physique is, is that of somebody way younger than, than someone in her eighties. And so, you know, things, things like that help to, I guess, retrain your brain Mm -hmm. with how you look at yourself and that you realize that, you know, especially if you can know their backstories and where they had come from and what they were able to achieve in their life and overcome their obstacles, again, it can retrain you to, to see yourself in a different light. Mm -hmm. And so once I started literally seeking out those kinds of, um, points of inspiration, it became a whole lot easier to believe that I could be somebody new and different. And that's the point, right? Because we mm-hmm. can all choose every day how we look at things. I love, you know, a while ago you talked about the time. I remember going back to school and someone said, well, four more years is going to go by anyway. So why not give it your effort, right? And decide what you want to do with that time. And it is so true, no matter what you're going through, uh, if you're learning a new skill, right? If, if something has changed your life right now and you're saying, yeah, but I can't do that because I don't know how to do that yet. Um, mm-hmm. Now's the time. Like you have virtual training everywhere. <laughs> Maybe it's a little too zoomed out, as we would say. But it's, it's the time to be able to equip yourself to get ready for those changes so that you don't look at the world as it is bitter and things are happening that you can't control. How do you react to that and how do you step into it? And, mm-hmm. and you've become quite an athlete recently. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's funny because, you know, I look back to, again, the person I was six years ago, I was a couch potato. I really was. And, you know, and that's one of the things that I did is I, I, once I could get to a place of, um, acceptance that, okay, my, my old life is gone. I have a new one. I actually kind of got excited when I, again, that mindset, that shift in my thinking that the shift was, was like, woohoo, I, I get a do over. And so I actually started making like a bucket list and there were things that it's like, I've never had the chance to do this, but I can now, <laughs> you know? And so I got excited. And that was one of the things I did was like, um, yeah, I had, I had run a 5k on my bucket list. Mm. And I, I was driving to work one day and it came on the radio of a couch to 5k program. And I'm like, perfect. So I showed up for the meeting and I, I did the couch to 5k program. I, once I, once I completed the 5k, 
and had begun and was doing my training, I realized I actually enjoy this. So I actually, I just kept on with it. I never stopped. And so since that initial 5k back in, I think it was 2014, I've completed like I've 12 half marathons, um, done several, you know, 10 milers. I, of course, I'll throw in the 10ks in there every so often, but I have, a, I have this new identity that I'm a runner now mm-hmm. where my entire life, my identity was I'm a couch potato. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing what, what good can come out of things if you're just willing to get excited about what this new journey will bring you mm-hmm. rather than, again, again, focus on better, not bitter and ruminating in the past. It's like, I, I decided to start looking ahead to my future and, you know, that's one of the specific strategies that I did was, um, again, the law of intention, you know, it's about a life by design, not default. Mm-hmm. And so since I had this opportunity of a do-over, I started making a bucket list and I actually started thinking about specifically, well, what, what did I really want in my life? What brings me peace? What brings me joy? What things do I want to accomplish? Because the more we get out there and we challenge ourselves and we accomplish things, we see ourselves as having more value. Mm-hmm. It increases our self-worth and self-esteem. And those that's that's a, what I think many people in this world need right now is to be able to, to enhance your self-esteem because there are things that, that have been happening in the past year for people that is rocking their world and they, they're kind of on you know shaky ground and they're not sure who they are and where they fit at this point. Mm-hmm. And so having that stronger sense of yourself and your accomplishments is, is definitely a tool that you want in your toolbox as you navigate, you know, a new life and a new journey. Mm -hmm. When you say that you think of, you know, we have careers because we have to pay the bills, Mm -hmm. right? And so we show up for our career in one way. And then what our calling is, it may be something completely different. Mm -hmm. And, and if people have not found their calling, you know, it, it may be something that we're doing in a career, it, although it may be something that we're adding value to the community or we're learning a uh, an art of some sort or we're, you know, playing an instrument or we're becoming an athlete, right? And those are things that can fill your soul so that you can really learn how to influence others and impact a legacy. And I think that's, you know, that's kind of the difference. Do we go clock in? Or are we doing things in our community to, to really add value to the world? And mm-hmm. that makes you feel like you have a purpose. Like, yes. That's the difference. And, and a lot of people, you know, they're not sure like what their purpose might be. And, and this is the great thing about um, allowing yourself to, to go out and experience new things. Because you may be surprised that when you're out there doing those things, it may just look like fun hobbies, but you may actually discover your purpose while you're participating in those things. Um, you know, there for a brief time, I, I, I was doing um, some mentoring of other, other people who, had, who were new to the Couch to 5K program. And I absolutely loved being able to, to, to come alongside them to help them to, you know, achieve their goals, which ultimately has led me into seeing myself in the role of a coach with, you know, with the John Maxwell team, because mm-hmm. this predates that time. But again, it's, it's another step toward discovering that purpose and that destiny. Mm-hmm. So get out there and, and enjoy new hobbies and new interests, because you have no idea what doors it might open mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. 
It's so true. You know, if, if you're being led to something, that's just a sign, right? If you're being led to do something new, uh, say yes to that because you never know what it's going to lead you to and connect you to. Uh, just like, you know, the John Maxwell team, I always talk about this offline and, and I love just kind of reflecting on it because, uh, with a community of people, when you have an inner circle of people that are on your same journey and that you ultimately trust, right. With everything, because you say you can build me, you understand where my mind is coming from. You understand where my journey's going. You really understand what I need to fill me up. And that's part of it. If we're not filling ourselves up, we can't, we can't really be that support for anybody else in our life. Mm-hmm. And it's so important. Some people would say it's selfish, and it's not. It is, it's a process of growth. And so understanding what personal growth, different than professional growth, but personal growth mm-hmm. is so critical to be able to help us be fulfilled in our life so that we can go conquer whatever that bucket list looks like. Exactly. Um, you know, again, it's like, it's, it's, it's really, it's a form of leading yourself and leading yourself on to the best version of yourself. And so it it starts with, and I, yeah, and I agree with you. It's, it's definitely not being selfish. I think it's, it's, it's being healthy Mm -hmm. and, you know, in, in the willingness to invest in yourself is, will always, not only have benefits for you, but it's also going to have benefits for those who are close to you and around you. Um, you know, and, and you mentioned about, you know, having people around you. It's like, that was one of the things specifically I did is like, I, I needed to find, find my tribe. And, and I, I'm a huge believer in the law of environment. Definitely. Um, you know, and I think they say, what is it? The five people you spend the most time with is who you become like. Mm-hmm. And so, Again, I, I didn't, I wanted, I needed to, I absolutely, I absolutely needed to be around positive people as I was going through some of my hard times, because especially when, when there's divorces and a lot of times, you know, family members or friends, they, they want to commiserate with you. And, but to me, that that's, that's a downer. I, I don't want to, to wallow in the negativity. I needed people who wanted to talk about like, okay, well, you know, that's the past, but where are you going in the future? And to get excited about a future, not to spend time, what I call pain shopping. And sometimes, you know, you're the people closest to you are kind of like the most guilty of of engaging in that with you, which is actually, I think moves you backwards. Mm -hmm. You don't Mm -hmm. want to spend time pain shopping because the next thing you know, then you're back into a victim mindset. You're, You're no longer accepting responsibility and, and then you're feeling, oh, life's unfair, poor me, poor pitiful me, that kind of thing. And you've got to find your tribe who who matches the future that you want to have. Because also, you know, some of the people closest to you have a tendency to sometimes have hidden agendas. Not that they mean to, but just like, but they have their own fears. Mm-hmm. And their fear of you outgrowing them, you leaving them. And so they're going to actually project their own fears upon you. If you talk about, well, I'm excited. I'm going to go try this, or I'm going to do this or that or something else, because they're afraid to step out of their comfort zones. They're going to try to discourage you and talk you out of doing it as well. So you're going to have to counter that definitely with surrounding yourself with, with people who, who match your future, not, not who want to go pain shopping and pick apart the past. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love how you say that because you think of, you know, people that are listening right now, they can close their eyes and think about 
those people that they think are in their inner circle, friends, family, coworkers, and they're always those Debbie Downers, right? It's like, yeah. oh, why don't we just go shopping? You'll feel better. You know, not that that's a bad thing, <laughs> but it's, you know, really focusing on growth. And so it's okay. I think the message from this too is you can remove people from your life if they're not fulfilling you where you need to grow. And, and so, you know, you identify those as really toxic people, uh, mm-hmm. but it's okay to eliminate those from your life, the conversations, the activities, especially when you're going through something as challenging as change, uh, because you need a source of people that are inspiring you to be able to be consistent with that um, mode uh, so that you can kind of get through it, right? Because it's tough enough if you're trying to equip yourself and you're trying to focus on all the positive things. One negative comment can take you back to that belief that, you know, is this really worth it, right? Exactly. And, 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 and actually when I've, I've done this study with other people, you know, one of the things um, that I shared with them um, when we do the mastermind of this is that I, I always strongly encourage people to qualify the people you seek input from mm-hmm. because a lot of people like they'll have a tendency just to ask anybody. It's like, you need to slow down. You need to qualify them first. I mean, you're not going to want to ask, you know, somebody who's unemployed, how to go talk to your boss about a pay raise. You're not going to ask your best friend who's never started a business, hey, well, what do you think I should do to start a business? I mean, th- those aren't the people you ask those kind of questions to. You need to seek out people who who are qualified enough to answer that. Basically, you know, people who've already, you know, who go the way, show the way, know the way, mm-hmm. who, who are a few steps ahead of you. You know, and I love that John always teaches, and this is this is actually the one one of his points that he's made as he's mentored all of us in the John Maxwell team that has really stuck to me like glue. And he said, "Don't be the smartest person in the room." Mm-hmm. And I always make sure that I'm not in that situation because because if I'm the smartest person in the room, that means I'm no longer learning and I'm no longer growing, and that means that I need to change my circle and I need to you know, again, go back to the the law of environment because I'm not going to get to where I need to be if I'm still stuck in in an old environment that doesn't match what that new future looks like. Mm -hmm. So So definitely qualify who you go ask questions of. (laughs) Well, you know, and one of the lessons uh, that we've learned recently, I think just in listening to a lot of leaders, including, you know, Simon Sinek and um, Brene Brown, and it's just kind of this, this, um, consistent message of what you view is what you do. And so you you have to stay focused on where you see yourself next. And so putting the right people in your inner circle uh, is going to help you just, just push yourself. Right. And so bringing those, those more um, prolific, but the ones that have gone the path before you to -hmm. say, it's okay for you to be in that room with them because, and don't feel like you don't belong there. Right kind of demanding that that's your space too. And then mm-hmm. asking, being able to ask great questions uh, and and being able to learn uh, and not having the fear. A lot of people have fear about that because mm-hmm. I, you know, I won't be accepted. I'm not as smart. I don't know how to answer those questions. And I think sometimes, like you said, we just need to show up to learn. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that if, if you adopt that mindset that, hey, I'm just here to learn, it takes pressure off of you 
and you don't have to live up to anything. Mm -hmm. Just, just be honest and tell people like, I would love to learn from you. Mm-hmm. That way you don't feel like that you have to somehow present some version of yourself that's going to be acceptable because the great thing about people who are people that I consider to be truly successful, they're always more than willing and happy to share, teach, mentor anybody who, who wants to learn from them mm-hmm. because chances are they, they had a great mentor in their life. They know the value of that and they want to pay that forward. And so if you just go with the mindset of I'm here to learn. And for me, I, I think that takes the pressure off of a person. If they're, they're sitting there fearful and thinking that they don't belong. If you're there as a student, of course you belong. It's just perfectly fine. You're, it isn't like you're trying to get on stage and, and have, um, you know, and, and try to take over the conference and teach people. You're, you're okay. Just sit in your seat and just learn. The pressure's off. <laughs> well, you know, and I think a lot of people right now are thinking um, if they haven't developed that type of relationship with a group, you know, it's okay to start something. To We all have been trained on Zoom by now and the technology. And so, you know, a challenge might be for, for people to say, what do you want to learn? And then make a list of people that actually have been there, could help you, could mentor you. And start a group, start a mastermind, start a book club of something that is really important to you where you Mm -hmm. can feel, you know, be vulnerable in that space and then really be able to step into learning from that team. Exactly. Because, you know, especially if you're you're charting a new course in your life, that that, that really, it looks more like an obstacle course in reality. It's not going to be straight and smooth and easy. There's going to be obstacles all along the way but you know the path to anything meaningful is always going to have obstacles mm-hmm. I've always found that whenever I was actually on the right path to something that mattered that's when the obstacles start to appear mm-hmm. so in my opinion when I start to see them I know okay I'm on the right path mm-hmm. because the obstacles are appearing in just as I expected um, but that's where you then you you need that that group of people that, that you can learn from and you can present these obstacles to them because on this, this journey, you have to have what I call mental agility to, to do this obstacle course, because as soon as people are presented with an obstacle, sadly, too many people, they stop at the first obstacle that they hit. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a shame because, and, and I have, and I do, and this is something is kind of like a, um, an affirmation I say to myself frequently, especially when I'm in, I'm, I'm in a situation where I'm, I'm feeling anxious and nervous. I constantly say to myself, everything I ever want in life is on the other side of fear. And fear is one of the biggest obstacles there are out there. And as soon as there becomes any kind of like financial obstacle or, or anything like that, of course, the fear ties in right there with that obstacle. And it starts to become feel like an insurmountable mountain that you can't climb. But if, if you can learn to step back from that and realize, well, one, you know, about 80% of the obstacles are actually within our control. But it's like what you were saying earlier, when those present themselves, we're actually more resourced than we realize. Mm-hmm. And how we how our resources at one, we found our tribe. We have people we can go ask questions to because they've already they're further along on the journey and they can they can share with us insights on how maybe they they handled a similar obstacle. But we all we have to do is stop and think about you know, what, what's this obstacle about? Is it, is there an alternative? It maybe, is it even temporary? Mm-hmm. Is it just a really more of a timing thing? 
um, if, if I take an alternate path, is am I okay with that? Can I live with it? And then making a list of, well, who knows about this? Who can, who can I partner with that I can learn from them? Mm-hmm. So if, if you're willing to have that mental agility and, and take the obstacle and start asking, like you said, a bunch of great questions and start to break it down, you can chip away at whatever that, that is. But it does require you to ask questions and, you know, and I really encourage people to please don't, don't give up at the first sign of an obstacle. To me, an obstacle is just a sign that it's kind of like a signpost. You're on the right path. Just, just hang in there with it. And you may need to take a slight detour, but you're going to get around that one and you're going to move on to the next one. And then you'll find your way around that one as well. You know, when you say this, Kelly, I'm thinking, you know, back to what happened to me a few years ago. And I think there were signs coming up that I felt there was a change happening in my career. And that's when I found my tribe, the John Maxwell team. And, and then I started my podcast. And then I was eliminated at 50 from my, my job that I loved, my career. And, and that was an obstacle, right? And I just kept going and thinking, okay, but I kind of own this. This is what I believe and so as I kept to try to define what it was going to look like next, it really did, as you said, uh, it really did help me kind of find the right group of people to keep me inspired for what I believed I was experiencing and what I wanted to conquer. And so that it's so true. <laughs> you know, I'm like thinking of those sequences in my life and, uh, and you can apply that to anything. So when mm-hmm. you start to feel that fear, you go, yeah, but but my soul is really yearning to be able to do this and conquer it. And so I know that on the other side of this fear is everything that I want to experience and that I should experience. And it's the doors opening. So you can't stop. You have to just, you know, figure out who to put in your life to keep pulling you. Yeah. And and that's the thing. It's like, you know, how they talk about, you know, well, as our other mentor, Paul Martinelli always says, you know, jump and grow your wings on the way down you know you, you can liken it to like whatever it is that, that you're wanting to set as is your journey or where you're heading you know a lot of times people are like well I don't know how to do this or I don't know what all the steps are and you don't have to you don't have to know all the steps you just have to know what your next step is right and then when you get there go to the next step and so on and so forth it's kind of like like when you're walking down walking out at night with a flashlight well that flashlight beam only goes so far out but so you can see part of your path. And, and so you start walking on that path, but as you're moving forward, then the light's moving with you and it's revealing the next section of the path and so on and so on. So the word, you know, you, you will attract into your life, all the resources you need at the time you're going to need them. You, you have to have some, I think some level of trust that, you know, what you need is going to show up at the right time. And within the word, attraction you've got the word action and that's what I mean you you have to move forward just move to your next point but you've got to have that action because until you move to your next point that that flashlight beam's not going to shine light on what's further out you've got to step closer to it in order for that that light to shine on it so you can see so there then again and that's how you gain traction gain that momentum toward achieving your goals so you got to just take that first step. Just just figure out what the next step is and don't worry about all the rest of them. What a great analogy. <laughs> I'm going to go get my flashlight. 
That's awesome, Kelly. You are just such an inspiration. You know, the things that, you know, everybody has a turn in their life. And I think whether you have gone through a divorce, whether you have had a challenge with a work environment, whether you have had family situations and, and, you know, especially through COVID-19, any kind of transformation that you're going through, this has just been such a great source to say, you can do it. You can conquer anything if you just start to focus on the change and taking that one step first, and it, it will really lead you to success. And, uh, and so what a great story you have. Well, thank you. You know, one thing I found that is like, and you talk about focus, that I, I felt I was able to grow bigger by going smaller. And what I mean by that was, you know, when the divorce first happened, I didn't have the time or the energy to do everything I used to do. Mm -hmm. And I used to be one of those people, I would say yes to absolutely everything that came my way because I didn't want to disappoint anybody. But because of my situation and having only so much time and energy, you know, I was now a single mom having to do housework, yard work, homework, all that stuff. So I had no choice but to say no to other people. But because I had so much going on, I stopped worrying about disappointing others. And believe it or not, I, that actually gave me freedom. It, it, broke, it broke my habit of, of being such a worrier and a people pleaser. And so I actually gained a great deal of freedom from that entire life experience. Mm -hmm. And it, as challenging as all that was, so many more benefits have come out of it than the pain I experienced. I mean, not to minimize that, that was, that was really rough. And anybody who is walking a similar path right now, my heart goes out to you. I, I, I didn't know how truly gut-wrenching that is for you. But hang on to the hope that if you can get through that on the other side, and if you have the right mindset, you're, a whole new world's out there, and you're going to find that, that so many more beautiful things will come into your life than what you maybe had beforehand. Mm. And in the freedom to let go of, of things that don't matter anymore, you have to toss out the worthless and keep the valuable. And really challenging life experiences get you focused very quickly on what, what has value and what is worthless. And so I grew bigger by, by going smaller and, get, and tightening that, tightening things down and getting really focused. Mm. You grew bigger by going smaller. Mm-hmm. That's really important. That is so great. It's so simple. <laughs> it's right in front of us, right? <laughs> but it's so true. And it's something that we can apply today because focusing inward really does help us say, take and remove those things that you don't need any longer and kind of, yeah. sh kind of just shed those, right? And then you really do have the ability to define who you want to be next. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that if people will, will look at it this way, throughout COVID-19, I realize people have been quarantined and there, there's been a lot of challenges with that in, you know, with isolation and so forth. But for those who, who are not struggling with like mental health disorders where this has become very distressful for them, but yet maybe they were people who were, they were, um, I guess, stretched too far. It's so easy to overextend ourselves in this world. Mm -hmm. um, with social media and before, you know, you're, 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 you're multitasking, you're doing three or four different things at once and your, your attention split here, there and everywhere. But 
in a lot of ways by by being able to come home and for those who were able to work at home and and get smaller and they weren't going out to the restaurants they weren't going out and traveling but there, there's probably people found value in that they found margin in their life again and where they they were overextended beforehand so that that actually is in one way is a silver lining coming out of COVID-19 families were families were coming back together and eating dinner together once again and having conversations. I see that as a beautiful benefit of everybody coming back home. Mm-hmm. I've heard so many wonderful stories of that. So there, there are silver linings in being able to be, to being forced to shed all the overextensions. You know, that I, I, I just, I encourage people to look for those. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because it matters. And, you know, even if it's fearful, it's getting to that other side that, you know, that's where the rainbow is, right? That's what we always kind of think about that. But when we have to experience it, it's change that's difficult, but it's worth it. And, and so I think, you know, to keep encouraging people, if you're going through something, if you've been okay, and all of a sudden we say, what was your breaking point through 2020? (laughs) Everybody's either gotten there or they're getting to that point. Because, you know, we're human and we can only put up with so much. Uh, but like your story, you know, sometimes it hits you in the side of the head. You're not ready for it, but you have to start to react to it and you have to deal with it. And so it's really, really important that we build these strategies. And that's what this is all about, overcoming obstacles and finding the inspiration so that you can live your life with success. And you are just a classic example of that, Kelly. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Well, one, one last thing I would definitely encourage people to do is forgive. Forgiveness is, I think, crucial. Um, forgive yourself for any, any mistakes that you feel like you've made or lost time. Don't beat up on yourself. Mm-hmm. There's still time. Pick up and, pick up and get going on your new journey. Um, don't hang on to resentments against others. Um, one of the things I really truly believe having come through everything and you know and believe it or not I'm actually I'm friends with my ex-husband um we get along just fine and but the power of forgiveness I think we need more of that in this world definitely and the thing is is like when we learn to separate hurtful actions that others do from being personalized by us Mm -hmm. we gain some space between us and the hurt when you realize it's really not about you, because you know you hear people say, "I can't believe so and so could do that to me." Mm-hmm. I learned this at a at a conference um, back at that time that was very helpful to me. What they taught was like nobody did anything to you, because what they pointed out was you weren't part of. They they didn't even think about you. It had nothing to do with you. It was all about them, and them meeting their needs in some unhealthy way. And so the way I look at it is, I was just collateral damage. Mm-hmm. And that's all it really was. And once I could put that in perspective and, and not personalize the, those actions so much, it gives you that space from the hurt and you can begin to heal from it. Mm-hmm. And forgiveness is the best gift you can give yourself mm-hmm. because, you know, like they say with resentments, it's like drinking poison and expecting someone else to die. <laughs> it's silly, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're the one drinking the poison Mm -hmm. and you become the toxic person. So Mm -hmm. it's a gift to yourself. And so I encourage people, just make peace with the past, you know, get up and move forward. That's part of leading yourself well. Make make those decisions, you know, forgive, 
no bitterness, move forward, get your vision, find your tribe. All of those strategies, you, you can you can create a whole, a whole new, new life for yourself. It's just as easy as that. Yeah. <laughs> just like that. Just like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kelly, how can people find you? How can people connect to you? Yeah. Um, my, well, my website is, well, my, the name of my, my coaching and consulting business is Revealed Potential Coaching and Consulting. Um, the website's uh, revealedpotential.com. Um, you can find me there. Um, I'm on LinkedIn under Kelly Owens, and I'm also on the John Maxwell site. Um, I'm actually listed under my my former last name of Nice, N-I-C-E, Kelly Nice, if you look for me in the state of Alabama. But um, yeah, those are three different ways in which people can, can make contact with me. That's wonderful. Well, I encourage everyone, no matter what you've gone through, check out Kelly, because you are such an inspiration. The things that you're doing and continuing uh, to really just challenge us on in living our life with success. And I so appreciate you. You, you have been uh, just so wonderful to be in my tribe and, uh, and to be able to share your story and celebrate you because, you know, overcoming challenges is part of, you know, we, we can't give that up. It's not going to happen to us every single day. And mm-hmm. so you are really one of those those people that I look to to say, okay, what would Kelly do? <laughs> and I appreciate you so much. Oh, thank you. Well, I appreciate you and definitely keep, keep sharing your, your message of hope with others as well with your coaching and mentoring of others and encouraging everybody to be an everyday leader, no matter what it is that they do and understanding their, their role as a leader in this, in this world. So thank you for all that you do. Absolutely. Because, you know, like I say, I believe everyday leaders can change the world and it's all starts with us. And so when we change our world, we do change the world. Amen. (laughs) Thank you so much, Kelly. Have a great rest of 2020 and come back on the Everyday Leaders Live program and continue to share your journey with us. Oh, I'd love to. Thank you so much. Wonderful. This has been a Joe Studios production.